Hi there. Today I'm going to talk about a news article that I read on the American website NPR. And then I'm going to talk more broadly about the topic. And it's a big, big subject today. I'll give you a bit of my opinion as well. In fact, we're going to be talking about something where there is a huge range of opinion and belief. Beliefs, I said. So we're even talking about the difference in belief in terms of spirituality, spirituality versus atheism. That's today's podcast. Don't tell me I don't give you variety when you're doing your English language learning. Hello, I'm Hilary and you're listening to Adept English. We will help you to speak English fluently. All you have to do is listen. So start listening now and find out how it works. And if you like what we're doing with Adept English, then please give us a positive review. Give us a five-star rating or write something nice about us and review us. That helps more people find our website and it ensures that Adept English will keep going and make more podcasts like this one. Okay, so this NPR news item. The link, if you want to read it yourself, is attached in the transcript. So it talks about a man called Randy Schieffer in the US. And in March 2020, Randy Schieffer had a severe bout of COVID-19. He was seriously ill and was rushed into hospital and put onto a ventilator. That's the machine that helps you breathe. Not a good sign if you've got COVID going onto a ventilator. He was also put into a coma, C-O-M-A. And that's a state where someone isn't conscious. Sometimes it happens by itself. Sometimes doctors put you into a coma because that's believed to be better for your brain. And if you're in a coma, you need medical support to keep you alive. So Randy Schieffer was in the coma for a whole month before recovering from COVID-19 as a result of plasma treatment. Plasma, P-L-A-S-M-A, is the main component of your blood. And the treatment worked and Randy Schieffer recovered. Once he could speak, he started to talk about what he'd experienced. In short, he described what's commonly known in English as a near-death experience, an NDE. It's even got an acronym it's so commonly talked about. So these are experiences that people have when their conscious mind isn't working. This may be due to a heart attack, a cardiac arrest, that is. It could be anesthesia, it could be a problem with your brain, or it could be medically induced coma. Basically, you aren't aware, you aren't conscious, but somehow or other, people in these states have experiences. Many people are sceptical about this. Sceptical, S-K-E-P-T-I-C-A-L, or the noun, you could be a sceptic, S-K-E-P-T-I-C. That means someone who doesn't believe it. However, there are some very striking similarities between the accounts of people who have had NDEs or near-death experiences. 
The sceptics tend to be people who are materialists. That means that they only believe in the physical universe, the things that you can see and touch that are physical and objectively provable. It often overlaps with atheism, the belief that there is no God. Atheism and materialism go hand in hand, and usually scientists are people who are atheists and materialists, or very often. It's hard to prove near-death experiences precisely because of what they are, precisely because they are non-physical, but it's interesting to look at the experiences. I'm what you call an open-minded agnostic. If you're an agnostic, A-G-N-O-S-T-I-C, that means in terms of religion or spirituality, you don't know. You keep an open mind. So I'm one of those. I have my own spiritual beliefs and I'm interested in other people's experiences. And I think open-mindedness is really important. So this interests me. One of the things I find very compelling is people seem to make big changes in their lives after these experiences. And as a psychotherapist, I know how difficult it is sometimes to help people to change. So that makes it more compelling for me, more believable perhaps. Anyway, back to Randy Schieffer, he began to talk about his near-death experience when he was still recovering from COVID. He told his daughter about how he found himself, and this is so typical, travelling through a tunnel towards a beautiful, bright light. People make jokes about these kinds of things, don't they? He spoke of himself as having feelings of calm and serenity. Then he arrived in a beautiful room with coloured glass windows and light streaming through. And he was told he shouldn't be there. This is also a common theme that other people emerge during these experiences and tell you to go back. Not yet. It's not your time. You shouldn't be here. Randy Schieffer saw in his vision a beautiful city and experienced feelings of love, calm and acceptance. Then, as he started to climb a white staircase, he was suddenly whisked back, pulled back, and he regained consciousness in his hospital bed. The experience was only short, but in common with many of these experiences, it was a profound one. That's P-R-O-F-O-U-N-D. It means deep and deeply affecting. These experiences have a lasting effect on the person who has them very often. They change careers. They live life differently from how they were before. And like many people, Randy Schieffer became a different person in the light of this experience. It's that consistent change to a person's character that makes it more believable for me. If it was fake or false or just a dream or the effect of not enough oxygen, I think the experience would fade in time and it's not likely that the person would change their life on the back of it. But Randy Schieffer became much more open he talked about his father's death for the first time, and he changed quite a lot of things in his life. In fact, the change in him was so profound that his daughter Lisa wished at times that she could have her old dad back. However, she's grown used to the new dad now and sees positive in the changes. The NPR article also talks about Dr. Bruce Grayson, Professor Emeritus in Psychiatry and neurobehavioural sciences 
at the University of Virginia. And this man has been collecting accounts and studying these experiences for about 50 years. Wow. Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry and Neurobehavioral Scientist. He's not unintelligent or fanciful, is he then? He talks about how 10 to 20% of people who have a cardiac arrest, that's C-A-R-D-I-A-C, means of the heart, and arrest, A-R-R-E-S-T, means that the heart stops. So a heart attack, in other words, 10 to 20% of people who experience this have a near-death experience. That's interesting. The experiences are always full of strong emotion. Sometimes they include a life review. You go back and you are shown things that have happened to you in your life. And again, he says that often after these experiences, people completely change their direction in life and lose their fear of death. Death doesn't feel like the end. What's also interesting and Dr. Bruce Grayson has collected examples of this, that often people have knowledge of things that were happening in the room while they were unconscious that they couldn't possibly have known about. And often the surgeons validate, they back up this experience, these observations. Again, it's not definitive proof, but it's quite compelling. So it may surprise you that someone who is a heavyweight of science, someone like Dr. Bruce Grayson, actually concerns himself with this stuff. And it might surprise you that he spent so much of his career looking at something like near-death experiences. NDEs are often seen as the product of unscientific, not very intelligent or fanciful minds. But actually, there have been quite a number of serious scientists who've done research in this area. I have the book Consciousness Beyond Life by Pim Van Lommel. He's another heavyweight scientist, a cardiologist in Holland for 26 years. And yes, you've guessed it, he became interested in near-death experiences because so many of his heart patients were relating a similar thing to him. He conducted a large-scale study, which was actually published in the world-renowned medical journal, The Lancet, collecting commonalities in these experiences. Raymond Moody is another psychiatrist who collected accounts and who has written extensively on this topic. Kenneth Ring, Professor Emeritus in Psychology at the University of Connecticut. And more recently, Jeffrey Long, a medical doctor who specialises in oncology. That's patients with cancer. He has also written extensively on this topic. Another one is Dr. Aben Alexander. He is a neuroscientist who was convinced by his own near-death experience when he contracted meningitis. And he talks about his experience and how his brain cannot possibly have been conscious when he had this experience. And he talks about his experiences while he was unconscious. I find it interesting that these are men of hard science 
who would have been scientific materialists before these experiences, and they've become convinced and made changes in the direction in their lives because of it. Many of them have devoted their lives to studying near-death experiences. And actually, it's not just the time devoted to studying this, but it's the fact that they've actually staked their professional reputations on it. Something like this can be quite damaging to a serious scientist. That's not stopped them. Now, I've not had a near-death experience, but I have had other experiences which lead me to believe that there is something beyond the material world. There is more to human experience than what we can see, what we can prove, what can be demonstrated scientifically. But I'm open-minded. Which are you? Are you a skeptic? Are you a materialist? Are you someone like me who is open-minded? Or are you someone who's actually had a near-death experience? Or you know someone who has and you're convinced by it? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you, whichever it is. Let's make the podcast interesting while you're doing your English language learning. No reason for an English language learning podcast to be boring, is there? Enough for now. Have a lovely day. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please help me tell others about this podcast by reviewing or rating it. And please share it on social media. You can find more listening lessons and a free English course at adeptenglish.com.